Hello, and good evening. I'm Robert Edward Booth of threeoaks1.com. It's June 24th, Saturday, 2023, and I'm here for yet another ministry service and with more information that will help you decide what you want to do about attending these services each and every Saturday. Now, I might miss the Saturday right now. Livestock first. I have some some plants that got watered. Uh, the, the equipment broke, and I've got to fix. So I'm going to be brief and tell you a few things that I discovered. I'm uh, I'm a Christian, but here's the problem. I have done extensive research, even though even though some of the research probably could have done better. You know what I'm saying? I don't mean to say I'm not trying for the Lord, but there's a balance, and balance is very important in a person's life. So, I have exceeded a whole lot of people in finding things about Jesus, and that's why I got myself a ministry license and have a a, a ministry service every Saturday because I have been shown things that change or reform what we would ordinarily do about our relationship with God and I don't have a problem at all like they want to imply that you know 666 has this problem with God I love the divine spirit don't get me wrong but when I did my research of where you you, you learn more about God I discovered that there's beings in the light so to speak like these Freemasons might profess some of them are New World Order type personalities that would as soon not have the influence of the church and would rather have a more free ability to, you know, explore uh, things that the divine spirit shows them. You know, so they, they want a New World Order that doesn't have the church influence. So, you know, I'm not a politician, but I got showed that I was a reincarnate of Jesus back when I was like 19 years old. Roughly that. I'd have to do some paperwork. But I, uh, you know, I had a teacher who was a master school teacher and gifted and everything. She believed she was gifted. I believe she was. She's very smart. She said, you know, she's a master school teacher, not just a, not just an ordinary school teacher. She knew every subject. So I take it she's one of them straight A students probably when she got her uh, teaching degree, but anyway, she she told me, you know, I saw the Messiah, some type of a vision or something. She said, I saw the Messiah when I looked at you, and you know, at, at first, that was kind of a slap in the face. I thought, boy, you know, I just had this heroic moment with, with a, a visitation, what do you call it, a manifestation, where a, a, an entity will, you know, come into your home or your life, you know, and I had this manifestation going on, and I was like, so that's what it's supposed to have to do with. But it took me a while to, to really, you know, come to terms with, with what all was lining up. So recently, after, you know, a psychic girl, she was, they put her in the hospital too, and, and she made them test her. She ended up certified. She told me after a reading, she, you know, she believed I was, uh, this is before I told her anything. Uh, she told me that I was a priest and I was the king back 2,000 years ago. I said, you know, and a prophet. She said, yeah, I like that. So, but she, she had been certified after a dispute with the government unlocking her up. So, anyway, I kept researching and researching. 
You know what I mean? I'm a minister, right? Do your job, uh, preach. So I did some homework for you, and I I did it for me too. And uh, I was exploring who I am, Robert Edward Booth. And I found that I had 25, eight maybe kings, 25, eight maybe kings that I could draw lines to on my uh, pedigree. You know, the, the pedigree you find when you do your background. Robert E. Lee is my fifth cousin or so. Oh, King Edward's bloodline and, and uh, Elizabeth III that just passed, bless her soul. Uh, just passed, you know, so those people are related to me, and there's a lot of no ton, just a ton of nobility through the Booth family that had the uh, Barton Booth uh, residence referred to as, uh, what was it called? Oh, daggone, that's a heck of a thing. Oh, I can't think of the name now. I led you up to a bad place right there. Maybe it'll come back to me. Oh, Dunham Massey. The Dunham Massey, and thank you, Most Sovereign and Divine Spirit. You notice that? That I said Most Sovereign and Divine Spirit instead of God? Well, this is what a lot of my ministry has to do with, is how how that Jesus really had a different message. He had a lot different message than what you get taught in the Orthodox Church. You know, I, I'm not an Orthodox preacher. Don't expect to hear it the same way. Do, do expect to praise. Do expect to worship. Do expect those things. Do expect do expect to find fulfillment because of a healthy direction. Do expect to find that. You know, but my ministry is a really, really deep and, and deep and meaningful ministry sense of things that I have been shown and who I am included. Included. So, you know, I started looking around and I said, you know, These, this thing all adds up to some direction changes after I found out what Jesus' message was more de- deeper than what the average person finds out about in church. I said, well, let me scratch around. So I finally ended up looking up all my uh, heritage, right? My, what would you call it? My descendants, uh, you know, not my descendants, but my ancestry. Thank you for a better word. Sovereign and divine. I'll say that because I don't want to attach you in the realm of spirit, like an occult level attachment. I don't want this happens to everybody at church and everything else. Uh, I don't want you to grab hold to an energy and, and connect. Mistaken that I'm saying God, I'm saying God, but I'm talking about the divine spirit, the divine, most sovereign and divine. So I'll say that because I don't want to connect you to God, not the God that has one third, what is it? one-third of this planet. One-third of the planet has the Christian God that they call God. That's part of the message behind the Demiurge and the Gnostics and stuff. You say, well, that's all bogus. That that doesn't count. It does count. It does count. I'm here to tell you. I'm Robert Edward Booth of 3oaks1.com, and here's what I wanted to share with you. I looked my lineage up. I'm not, I'm a, I'm a, I am a Mennonite preacher's descent. Grin. Gring Rich. Gring Rich. Or Grung Rich. Coming out of Sweden. The Swedish Jews. Now, I did all the homework. Prove it. I can. I can take you and show you, you know, on my paperwork. The Eb, Nicholas Eb, E B B. And and her name for some reason they have in parentheses is Shank. Uh, Shank. 
So that would be sync by the time if you were, uh, you know, kicked out of the Mennonite, you know, community, you, you might be an average sink out here, you know, in the world by the time all the, you know, families form. But the Mennonites have, she she was not only an ebb, but somehow there's parentheses around a shink. Now, these were Ashkenazic Jews, Ashkenazis, the, the tribal Jews of Europe, the ones that escaped, you know, the Holy Land and came over and migrated through Europe. So I found that both Nicholas, both, uh, uh, his name is, uh, Gring, Gring Rich, um, Johan. Is it Johan? It's Johan Gringrich. And that is my bloodline who is an Ashkenazi Jew. So I have Ashkenazi Jews, both of those. But see, this is just my mother's side. The, the kings and all I was talking about all go through, most of which go through my dad's side. But but on my mother's side, I have, and look, E-B-B. Her name is, you know, uh, Magdalena Ebb. Magdalena Ebb, and they came over in 1712. And that happened after the original Mennonites came over here. And just a short time after there in 712, uh, a, a larger uh, migration of the Mennonites from, from that area, especially Sweden during that time. So mine came over, Swedish, Ashkenazis. The point being further is Borg, B-O-R-G, spell it B-O-R-G. The name Borg later unfolds as evolution goes into the name Berg, B-U-R-G-H, and then Burroughs as they add a few letters. And, and Booth takes place in a Burroughs household there at Thomas Booth. But, but you know, Burroughs and Booth and Borg and Berg, and, and look, B-E-R-K, Burke, B-E-R-K, that goes back, I don't know how far, but that is the Swedish word for the birch tree, and, you know, they got Berkana, Berkana is a ruin out of the 24-foothark uh, ruins, so, Burkana, or B-E-R-K, B-E-R-K, is, that's how they spell it, Burkana, with A-N-A added to it. That's the ruin, and the name Burke means birch tree, birch tree. Uh, it symbolically means birch tree, the name Burke, in Sweden. So, my Borg name, B-O-R-G, Borg name, is Booth. You know what I'm saying? By the time it evolves to my name, Booth. And that goes back to Burke, too. B-E-R-K. Right out of Sweden. Right out of Swedish Kings. Right out of the ruin names. So, I don't know how it all works out total for the Burke name and the ruins, but right there. Now, the Ashkenazis that I mentioned, the Ebb and the Peter Gring, Grung, Gringrich was Kangri over here. He changed it. Kingry. They do that. So that's what I'm talking about shank and all. But they come out out of Sweden. Um, Bern. B-E-R-N. Bern, Sweden. 
That's where the Ashkenazi family members of mine came, 1712. Now that's way past uh, raids and things that was conducted back before 1100 AD. But the Viking raids had stopped and they became farmers. They became farmers and a lot of craftsmanship stuff. Much like you'll find in the Amish and Mennonite communities, farmers and craftsmen. And, and that's what they became. Now, when I started looking at the relationship, and this is good for your Christian relationship. Listen to me, it's very important. I'm Robert Edward Booth. You know, you're going to have to find out my, you know, from how them psychic people told me I was a Messiah. Now, I'm a Messiah. The bloodline I'm talking about is Messiah bloodline. Coming out of my grandfather's, you know, my daddy's side. Tons. You don't quite understand. Let's go further. So I, I got to studying how the relationship between the Ashkenazis was between the Vikings. And I, I still don't know, and I've got more homework to do on this subject. So for now, I'm not quite understanding if the Ashkenazis partook in Viking activity, but check this out. Borg being my name, Booth, which is my grandfather's side. I told you all the kings are up. The Ebb side, listen now, the Ebb side, E-B-B, Nicholas Ebb was the first Mennonite of the, the Ebb name over here in the United States that they could find. So that was her grandfather. And, you know, so those both came out of that area, but not Borg, not Burke either. But Booth came out of that. My, my grandfather's side was coming out of those, you see. And it worked its way through William the Conqueror's half-brother. And then again, quite a few places too after that. You know, it worked out later. And in other Booth bloodlines, uh, I'm part of the Barton Booths that have what I referred to as uh, the Massa Macedonum. Uh, it, they're nobility. They, they, my name, and, and I could put your finger on where Thomas Booth is my grandfather, and Thomas Booth had lots of acreage in the United States, way more than the average person when he was first here. So the, they go back, my Thomas Booth, to the Barton Booth, and they were nobility that was taught, taught uh, by society that these Booths engineer, they had a reputation for engineering weddings, so that they would be part of all the nobility in Europe. They would be part of all the nobility in Europe. Yeah. So the Booth name is that in addition to what I'm talking about. So, okay. I have the Ashkenazi Jews that are Mennonite preachers. Quite a few. Three and four, maybe five. Since the that many generations. Of uh, ministers of the Anabaptist faith. We, we call Mennonites. Uh, I know some history about that. I did some research. We'll just skip that. But I looked, and this is the most interesting part I'm going to share with you tonight, is that Vikings were hand-in-hand hand with those Ashkenazi Jews that ended up on my mother's side that had a name, Borg or Booth. That's what it is. It's evolved. Borg or Booth was on the Vikings movie now. They have it on TV. I don't know. Prime. I get mine on Prime. The Vikings. And Borg is Jarl Borg. Y-A-R-L. And that means like Earl is in a lot of the English, if I'm not mistaken, on the same type position. Uh, chief. They are chieftains. 
They are under a king, but they are chieftains. They are earls or jarls to the Vikings. So, with that going on, I wanted to know, you know, and I still got to look that in, into that, if the Vikings and the Ashkenazi Jews were the same on boats, you know what I mean? I do know that Margaret, Queen Margaret, unionized them for a couple hundred years, that all the Norsemen or the northern tribes were united for that time, you know what I'm saying? So, okay, here's what I found out for us. Vikings, check this information out, and I've got it posted on my website. Sorry about that. My alarm went off. So, Vikings are VI, and, and the Roman numeral VI is six, right? The Roman numeral VI is six, and it's kings, K I N G S, right? VI kings or six kings, six kings. And this guy had a little, you know, comment that he had made when this question was being asked, and that's what I'm going to post on the website that you can look and see where this goes on. But he mentions these two things. He says, Britain, the term Britain in Hebrew tongue means, listen to me now, means, the term Britain means land of the covenant. Land of the covenant. Do you hear me? The land of the covenant, British, the name Britain, means that. And these Vikings are six kings, listen to me now, this fellow points it out, and he points out a lot of things, points out that six pharaohs of Egypt were actually Hebrews. Hebrews. And they came to America, and they named Danish. Danish. D-A-N, Dan, dash, ish. Danish. Danish territories after the tribe of Dan. That's why you're getting this word Britain that means land of the covenant out of these Vikings and the British coat of arms. He, he talks about it in his little article, you know, how the tribe of Judah is on their coat of arms and the Solomon's uh, stuff's on there and things that indicate that these British coat of arms also, in addition to the word Britain meaning that, have to do with... Uh, Jewish people. Jewish people. So, VI kings he attaches to he attaches to Egyptian pharaohs six kings. And those six kings are the Vikings. VI kings. So, you had Ashkenazi Jews that are related to me after all the raiding stopped and they became farmers and craftsmen just like you find you know, in the Amish and Mennonite communities. And they changed over the Ashkenazi Jews out of Sweden. I don't know yet. I've got to do more work to see if the, how closely they were related back in the raiding times with the Vikings. But my Borg name comes from Vikings. That is shown by this young man or whoever it is that are Vikings. V.I. Kings. Six kings that were pharaohs. They were pharaohs over in uh, Egypt. Hebrews. Tribe of Dan. The Dan tribe. You know, Danish. He said all that comes from, from that. And, and they had fled after the temple was burnt down by the Romans. 
and he, he had looked this information up for us. And they burnt the temple down, and these tribe of Dan escaped over to this, you know, Italy and all, ever how where they landed their boats, Italy and stuff. So, B.I. Kings, put that in your noggin for a minute, and, and the Ashkenazis, which now are my uh, bloodline, and probably Cohen. You, do you know what the Cohens are? The Cohens are the priestly, priestly descent out of the Jewish tribes, the Cohens. So her name is Eb, but in addition to being Shank, which turns into Saint by the time you do word evolution, I'll guarantee you somebody, one of these real experts, turn it into that. I'm not a real expert, but you'll find it. But Eb, somewhere in all these changes they make on names throughout all that persecutions and things, whatever goes on, was also E-B-B-I-N. Eben. Eben is like Corbin. And when by the, you know, it's kind of crazy to do the game like that, but I've seen by the time Borg is Booth and Burke and all that Eben, E B B I N, is like Corbin. And you know, Corbin is very much like Cohen. You see my rhyme? Corbin is very much like Cohen. So the Eben is most likely by the time it flips it around and all those evolutions, Corbin. And Corbin likely turns out to be Cohen. I'll leave that to the experts. But there's like four or five actual Mennonite preachers. And I'm Robert Edward Booth, and I want to share with you again, like the reform movement of of the Anabaptist movement, like the Mennonites, that was reformed yet again, and I don't know his name, but the, the term Amish came from his name. Where Menon Simmons, who was a, a Frisian, come from Friesland, where the Frisian people were, that really, really gave a lot of resistance to to the Roman, you know, influences on their ways and things. So the Frisians should be your baseline uh, Menon Simmons that created the reform movement of what the church was doing into his own movement. They went through persecutions and were, were exterminated, killed and things, trying to get his brother was killed and even. So they went on and did a, another reform movement. They did. And the guy named his Amish. And they're stricter. By what I read, they're stricter than the Mennonites. So the Viking path goes all the way back to six kings, Hebrew kings that were actually pharaohs in Egypt. Hebrew, the tribe of Dan, who left after the burning down of the temple in uh, the, the, the Romans did. So, between that and the research I did on uh, slave ships bringing over to Italy, a lot of the Jews, slave ships brought them over there, and that's where the Ashkenazis came from. And they just migrated on up through France, stayed with the Merovingian uh, kings are in my bloodline. I still have the birthmark, by the way, on my right arm and on my head. The same birthmark that goes back to the Merovingian kings, you know, of France, that have an open door to put me back in a, a, a throne, does. And I still have the birthmark, and I have 25 or 8 maybe kings, and lots of those earls, which means, you know, earls and uh, jarls, from the Vikings, Rollo's in my bloodline. 
Rollo's in my bloodline. L. Sid. L. Sid is in my bloodline. And most likely that Eb N. I. N. They had that. One of the potential. Somehow they, you know, went ahead and put Eben was part of that name. So Corbin or Cohen, likely by the time it's over. So by the time you get that the Vikings were actually Israelites, the tribe of Dan, and that I've got Mennonite, which is after the farming people formed out of Vikings and all. Out of that same territory, they shared that territory. They shared that territory. Uh, Bern, Sweden is where the, they have a genealogist take. Uh, Pete, uh, well, the one that was here in America was uh, Johan. Johan Gring, Gringrich. But it goes all the way back to Bern, Sweden, when he came over here. And that's when that second movement of the Anabaptist movement came over here from Sweden. That's where my people come from. And I just wanted to get us straightened out on the differences and what the story is you're getting about Bible from Romans, what all's went on, what all I have dug up about Jesus really saying, or at least comparing, and what that really does in an order of priesthood for what material you're looking at, and just how responsible we are. We're not. No, after I did my homework as a, as a fit priest, I do believe, or, or, or minister, or what have you, I see that you're not responsible for those words. Be responsible for natural law. If you know it's wrong, most people have the ability. If you know it's wrong, don't do it. In divine law, what did the what the divine spirit is going to need to do with you over what you do? Some people have different beliefs, but inside you there is a light being, an energy that you know, your spirit and you know it's right or wrong to do it and that's what you should do under that divine law all you can do to find out to divine you know and all the good and bad that is what the divine law is or the rules gonna have to be for the spirit under things that you're doing that's what you have to what the accounting's gonna be and the natural law that you know you either know it's right or you don't you're not responsible about what I'm measuring Roman hands in it and all them not being able to prove that they didn't touch those laws and things, you're not responsible for that God. Underline that. That God. What you're responsible for without another God over top of you is just merely the natural laws that you know right from wrong and what the divine's going to do about things. You, you, you just got to kind of map it all out, feel it, check wherever you can, and just look into what the divine does overall because there's people that believe either side of the fence. You got to do what the light shows you. I'm Robert Edward Booth, and I serve the light. At 3oaks1.com, I wish you a happy afternoon. I wish I could have spoke a little early, but this is tape. You can either try to catch me live. I hope to get a YouTube that I can actually minister on YouTube live. Right now, I don't have that enough visits. Robert Booth on YouTube. Please visit. And 3oaks1 when you get a chance, and you'll see all kinds of stuff to help you understand just what I'm talking about probably going to do a complete reform about the way you know men and Simmons had done and and the fellow that named it Amish that did even another reform something like that but you're not responsible for those words so I've got you down to serving the light at three oaks one see ya be blessed